Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Agro-Africa. This is a program that talks about agriculture and its development in Africa. We're coming to you from Channel Africa, the African perspective in Johannesburg, South Africa. You're with me in Sydney, Kaduna Piri, and stay tuned. edition of our program Agro Africa when we celebrate Africa Day by bringing you discussions and presentations about the day and whether or not there is need for Africans to celebrate the day. Stay tuned as we hear different contributions from Africans about the day and whether or not there is need for Africans to celebrate the day. Stay tuned as we hear different contributions from Africans about the day. Africa celebrates Africa Day on the 25th of May every year. Since its inception in 1963, the day has been commemorated differently in each and every country. It has been hard for agriculture in the continent and celebrating the day could be something to think about. Some commentators would agree that there is need for Africa to celebrate this day while others seem to have reservations. In the program this week, we hear from a well-known African agricultural activist who is not shy to call a spade a spade. Can Africa continue to be underrated when it comes to growth? What went wrong? One of Africa's interventions for hunger, which has devastated the continent over years, has indeed been the 2003 establishment of a continental initiative that sought to develop the stagnant growth of agriculture in the continent. Ibrahim Mayaki is the chief executive officer of Auda Nepad, the implementation wing of the continent's development under an agency of the African Union. Africans, ladies and gentlemen, this year, just like last year, same as last year, uh, finds us celebrating Africa Day under the cloud of a COVID-19 pandemic that has forced us to readapt our ways of working and even our ways of celebrating. But uh, it does not reduce our 
passion to celebrate. Uh, it therefore warms my heart that in spite of this and many of the hardships that face uh, our continent, the youth still continue to show us how to be resilient by relentlessly, relentlessly pushing on and not only surviving, but thriving by using their ingenuity. Uh, so in my brief words of welcome to all of us covered here to virtually celebrate Africa Day, I would like to convey the following four messages. And the first one is that the African Union theme for this year, arts, culture, and heritage, levels for building the Africa we want, reminds us that we cannot develop our continent without embracing that which makes us who we are, our identity. Uh, we generally, evidently, put a lot of emphasis on GDP growth. We put a lot of emphasis on national income. We put a lot of emphasis on macroeconomic indicators. But fundamentally, uh, development has an indeniable cultural dimension. And this is the moment, really, that all of us uh, should be reminded of it. Our identity as Africans is rooted and expressed in our unique arts, culture, and heritage. Therefore, as I was saying, our definition of development should not be about catching with those who have different values from us, but rather let us focus on our development through also our African arts, culture, and heritage, as that is what allows us to coherently define who we are and position us on the global scene in an intelligent manner. My second message is that Africa Day is a time for reflecting on who we are, on enterprising, innovative, and resilient people. But at the same time, we are faced with high unemployment rates. It must be pointed out that while Africa is creating jobs, the scenario is much more complicated than meets the eye. Evidently, youth unemployment has been below world averages with the progress made early at the turn of the century. Now, interrupted by the COVID-19 health and economic crisis. And currently, more than, it's important to realize that more than 80% of workers in Africa earn their livelihoods in the informal sector in a setting where high informality is met with almost no or minimal social protection. But uh, I prefer to the term informality the term popular economy because the operators, the economic operators and social operators in these informal sectors have an energy and the capacity to innovate which is extremely strong. Let us not forget that Microsoft was an informal enterprise when Bill Gates started to construct it. So informality, it does not equal negativity. We should be very 
well aware of this dimension. Conversely, this scenario demonstrates the importance for job creation, evidently, and most importantly, for investing in entrepreneurship as well. In order for us to get back on the path of economic stability and balanced, inclusive economic growth. When you have a continent where 75% of the population is under 30, and you add to these high levels of inequality, you create a situation where governance systems need to be adapted. And in a fighting inequality becomes synonymous to empowering the youth. My third message is that the commemoration of Africa Day is an opportune reminder to continue to learn from lessons of the past, build on current progresses, and strategically exploit all possible opportunities available. Learning from the past and looking to the future means that we embark on retrospection of where we have come from as a continent, acknowledge the challenges that we still face in the development of our continent, and then work towards the future in building the Africa we want. Lastly, a wise man said back in 1963 that the forces that unite us are intrinsic and greater than the superimposed influences that keep us apart. Kwame Kurma had a strong vision for the unity for the unity of Africa and the potential for real integration as for the continent. One of the main obstacles to our development is the fragmentation in 55 countries. And this is where we need to be extremely supportive and owners, all of us, of the African Union values because it helps us combat uh, this obstacle of fragmentation. We need to work in solidarity in promoting regional integration and economic growth, even as Africa emerges from the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm sure that we will emerge stronger. Hence, even as we celebrate the accomplishments of the young Africans that are with us at this event today, let us think also of ways in which these accomplishments can be used across the different regions of Africa in promoting integration. And I would like to end by reiterating the last sentence of Professor Sarah Bohr, who was saying, it is fundamentally a question of political determination in order to capacitate and empower our youth. Africa has the potential to grow, the teething problems created by poor management by African leaders have a long way to go. 
Asante Uweni, an agricultural activist and environmental commentator, comments. Africa has no reason to celebrate uh, agricultural sector uh, progress or prosperity at this point in time because we can do better than what we have on hand now. We should have done better given the opportunities available to us since the new millennium in the year 2000. Since the adoption of CADE in 2003, uh, which is uh, almost uh, 18 years ago, we are supposed to have moved milestones. Milestones. We are supposed to have put many products on the global market. And the whole world should have felt the impact of Africa in agriculture, products, goods, and services. But that is not the case. And the reason is because of substandard leadership. Poor leadership. The leaders who adopted CADEP in 2003 have failed to live up to expectations and implement what they adopted themselves. We have a culture, we have a tradition. If you come to my own uh, tradition and culture, it surrounds around agriculture. We celebrate products from the farms. We celebrate fish, we celebrate yams, we celebrate palm kernel, we celebrate palm wine, we celebrate products from agriculture. And uh, somehow, when the British came to my own country and said they were colonizing without our content, uh, they took advantage of agriculture and they managed my country uh, based on agriculture. Agriculture was the mainstay of Nigeria's economy. Um, we were supplying uh, agricultural commodities to Europe and uh, many countries in UK, um, Nigeria was known globally for granite, for Ghana, for cocoa, for Tennessee, for sesame, for all kinds of solid minerals. The British took advantage and built their own countries using our raw material. Now. We took over from the British and then abandoned the, the agricultural uh, value chain system. We don't even have enough of the uh, raw materials. We did not graduate to uh, go into manufacturing. We didn't go into processing. We didn't go into ensuring that uh, we get the final products like chocolates, like uh, uh, refined vegetable oil like uh, refined uh, bread and other things to the uh, international market. We didn't even do enough to process for our own consumption. You look around us, the traditional methods of uh, preparing food, uh, processing food, is still what is with us. I think there is a missing link somewhere. Those who took over from the British were not uh, competent enough to understand the growth, the growth of uh, a country's economy. And they, they missed it, and then we, we lost the opportunity of uh, 
leapfrogging from where uh, the British left us. So as it is now, I think we need a new set of uh, leadership. And it's got to be from their cultural side. Luckily for us, the leadership of Africa adopted CADEC, the Comprehensive Africa Agricultural Development Program. What a versatile framework. What a versatile uh, uh, document was produced in 2003. And the process was perfect. And the whole world rose in support of the process within the framework of NEPAD. Now, the leaders went to sleep on the issue of cadet. They went to sleep. Otherwise, by now, we should have, we should be counting certain commodities that are on the global market as final products from agriculture. And we should have uh, built our economies based on agriculture. I know that Rwanda has taken advantage of cadet process. And uh, I have colleagues in Rwanda who are already on uh, JAKMA uh, International uh, Trading Platform with some products. But apart from Rwanda, others are still struggling to send out raw materials. Listening to Agro Africa coming to you from Channel Africa, the African perspective coming to you from Johannesburg, South Africa. As Africa looks back at 18 years of independence and freedoms, Sande Buheni continues. Uh, the forum would have uh, um, given out assignments to certain individuals or countries. Uh, to go and uh, take responsibility or uh, play some roles in ensuring that this concept becomes uh, of benefit to our people uh, and uh, that uh, we start uh, uh, getting returns on investments in agriculture because we should make profit we should sell our products in the global market and uh, be able to enter into our prosperity based on uh, what potentially can happen in this environment. You remember I said that uh, as I was growing up, um, we sold food to Europe. We supplied food, raw materials to Europe for their industries. And we were visibly on the global map from my own country. And I know that Zimbabwe was also visibly on the global map, uh, supplying food to the international community. I don't think uh, we should assume that uh, that can stop overnight. The market is still there. And uh, all we need is to ensure that we prove that we can uh, deliver safe uh, products to that market and they will take it. So we should wake up uh, and ensure that uh, 
we are able to take responsibility. But these responsibilities must be clearly spelled out. And the roles and responsibilities shared to stakeholders so that when you leave this kind of conference, we spent a lot of money here, we now go and implement them and report back so that before we come next year, we can see our progress among our people. Would you think that maybe this center is not holding anymore in terms of such, you know, forums where we're supposed to, to come up with uh, resolutions? No, the center exists. After all, they convene the meeting. If the center convenes the meeting, we have to finish the assignment properly and ensure that uh, uh, progress is made by uh, upscaling what we have achieved in the past and then uh, taking responsibility for the immediate future and then be prepared to report on progress when next we reconvene. A farmer who is listening to you right now, even in Nigeria or any, anywhere else in Africa, yeah. would be asking, um, what is it for me as a farmer? What would you say? Yeah, I will tell the farmer that uh, there is an opportunity because if he is able to uh, uh, apply the principles and techniques uh, and practices that have been uh, proposed within the framework of the Climate Smart Agriculture, uh, he will have products that uh, uh, will bring in revenue much more than he ever had from the international markets, not to talk of local markets. Apart from that, the products that will come out of this framework process uh, will build our bodies because they are safe and healthy, not poison. We, it protects the environment. <laughs> from Channel Africa, the African perspective in Johannesburg, South Africa. Earlier, you heard a conversation with Sandy Ahen from Nigeria. As we continue, Ahen decries the lack of enthusiasm to produce safe products for international markets. Uh, Africans have the privilege and opportunity to be in this continent uh, which is richest among all the continents of the world. And um, as it is, practically, the return on investment is highest in Africa at this point in time. But there is a paradox that makes it uh, impossible to believe that we have poor people in the midst of enormous resources, natural resources, which is wealth for the whole world. We are unable to transform these natural resources into money, into wealth.
for the benefit of our people. But we must take that decision and take responsibility to hold what God has given to us and uh, uh, deliver the goods and services, especially in the area of agricultural product, products and services for the global community. And I also mentioned that uh, um, many continents of the world, Asia, Australia, Europe, America, are in need of products from Africa because we have not polluted our environment as they have. We still have clean underground water, surface water, uh, soils uh, relatively cleaner. There are countries where you cannot even get portable water. It's more expensive to buy water than getting uh, beer or uh, other drinks, wines. So we have an opportunity to uh, become the greatest continent in our time. of Africa's agricultural development. We meet one of the youthful participants from Malawi. Agatha Njunga is from Malawi's Network for Youth Development. We still have a lot of farmers who have not yet been reached with adequate information as regards to how best they can conduct their farming following different technologies that would be considered as climate smart. And related to that was, again, the gaps that we still have in terms of um, extension workers. We still have uh, inadequate extension workers. And also the whole idea of not using all the available mediums of communication to be able to reach out to our farmers. So that's a, that's a gap that we still have, and there were a lot of discussions around that and seeing how best we could make improvements along those areas. But another key issue was the whole issue of financing towards climate smart agriculture. The way farming is being done currently with the issues of climate change, we still need to make a lot of investments into the agriculture sector in order for our smallholder farmers uh, to be able to produce enough crop uh, to feed their families as well as uh, make an income, generate a reasonable income out of farming. We still have a lot of uh, gaps in terms of uh, financing for uh, climate smart agriculture and that is uh, making it so difficult for uh, our smallholder farmers to really move ahead.
Another key issue that was uh, discussed was the whole idea of how we could uh, take advantage of climate smart agriculture to create job opportunities for our youth, considering that we still have a huge population of young people that are unemployed. That, that uh, basically puts a lot of uh, strain on, 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 on governments, on, on the social services, because you're looking at uh, a, a large population of uh, people that are not able to uh, be economically independent. So how do we how do we ensure that we use uh, this opportunity to create job opportunities for our young people? I would say that there are a number of a number of things that I I would take home uh, from the conference. There was uh, a lot of discussion around the issue of. Uh, different players that are working in uh, climate smart agriculture to be able to coordinate so that at the end of the day we are able to register more progress as someone who is coming from uh, civil society that's one of the things that i would be pushing that all uh, stakeholders that are working in climate smart agriculture both from the civil society as well as uh, government we need to uh, coordinate our efforts so that we are able to reach out to uh, as many farmers as we can and again another issue that uh, i would take home is um, the whole idea of uh, trying to make sure that uh, we find ways, uh, practical ways, of ensuring that extension uh, messages are able to uh, reach to our smallholder farmers, more especially the young people that would want to ensure have an opportunity at uh, being economically independent by employing themselves or finding a lot of uh, available opportunities in the agriculture sector. So if we were to choose out of all those things, we have primary goals and then uh, secondary goals, which one would you, definitely if somebody was to wake you up, uh, which one would you say, this is the major one that I, I would want to wake up to achieve? I, I would say the... Um, I'm looking at uh, uh, creating uh, more job opportunities for young people in the agriculture sector. How? There are a number of things that I think we, uh, different players, need to do, both civil society as well as uh, government. The whole idea of financing, adequate uh, uh, finances, invested into the agriculture sector, uh, making sure that uh, young people have access to capital. It could be through uh, public-private partnerships, or it could be uh, special funds 
that young people would easily tap into so that they could invest in the agriculture sector. Um, the whole idea of uh, capacity building among young people. So I'm looking at a number of uh, areas that would really help um, our youth. Indeed, while it has been had for the growth of agriculture in the continent, celebrating the day is necessary for reflection. Some commentators would agree that there is need for Africa to celebrate this day, while others seem to have reservations. Be that as it may, it is agreeable that Africa needs a change in the way of doing things. It is high time, hands were on deck. How have you celebrated your Africa Day in your country? Share with us your experiences as we keep on reflecting the African month. Send us your comments to Twitter handle AgroAfrica, spelled with a K, or email us on agroafrica at channelafrica.com. Be there next week when we'll come again with another of such programs. From me, Sydney Katungapiri, I bid you goodbye.